I would rank Michigan ahead of number one Georgia. In fact, while I'm at it, I might rank Ohio State and Penn State above Georgia as well. Call your Georgia friends. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Thank you. We appreciate it so much. And, of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Wolverines, best team in the country, bar none. We'll discuss. Plus, had some thoughts about the new Big Ten schedule that was released last week. Some quirks in there. I'll share those with you as well. And our Tuesday tweets. Maybe you made the cut this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That black subscribe button, please click it. It helps us out so much. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So for those of you that... I've been with me since I took over Lockdown Big Ten in late June. Some of you may remember my very first podcast where I talked about being a lifelong Big Ten fan. You remember how I grew up in Michigan and went to school in Indiana at Indiana University. Uh, I even had a cup of coffee as a play-by-play announcer for the Big Ten Network doing college basketball games. It was wonderful. Growing up in the Midwest, Uh, When the holidays were over with, you know, you just had cold, dreary winter days to look forward to. And that's why I love watching the Rose Bowl so much. It was just so beautiful, full of color, and, of course, had a Big Ten team in it every year. Whoever was in it for the Big Ten, I rooted for every single year. Always rooted for them. I'm Big Ten through and through. I've also told you a story on this podcast about a time – when I was attending a BCS championship game as a member of the media. It was at the Louisiana Superdome in 2008. You may remember it. It was when Ohio State took on LSU, and LSU won 38-24. In fact, current Buckeyes offensive coordinator Brian Hartline was a wide receiver on the Buckeyes team back then. Just a little fun fact. But that game was just about over, and it was very obvious that LSU was going to win it. The game was in Louisiana. Lots of Louisiana people in the crowd, even though Buckeye fans traveled very well for that game. And I've always remembered how when I was walking around on the sidelines when the game was out of hand, that the crowd wasn't chanting LSU, LSU. They were chanting SEC, SEC. And I've never, never forgotten that. And they never wanted either Buckeye fans or a national television audience to forget either that the SEC was way better than the Big Ten or anybody else for that matter. Never forgot that. And I absolutely believe that Big Ten fans are just as passionate. I really do. Uh, Now, I know that the Big Ten has had a couple of hiccups in the postseason in football lately, but that doesn't matter. The Big Ten is absolutely the cream of the crop of college football. And it's only going to get bigger and better. Three of the top six teams are Big Ten teams. 
Uh, six of the top 10 are current or future soon to be Big Ten teams as well. Once uh, those uh, USC and UCLA and Washington and Oregon, they come next year. Full, full, full of teams that are just ranked right through the top 10. So well, let's be clear about this. Let's talk about what's going on right now, though. After Texas's loss in the Red River rivalry this weekend against Oklahoma, they fall out of the top three. And what that really did with big, impressive wins uh, by Georgia over Kentucky and, of course, Michigan over Minnesota, that really ensconced those two. Georgia and Michigan in the top two. It's kind of like the old BCS days where we try to get two top two, uh, the top two teams to pick a national championship out of those. But uh, the question is, should Michigan actually be ranked number one instead of Georgia? I think they should be. And frankly, I could make a case for Ohio State and maybe even Penn State should be ranked higher than the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, that's right, Bulldog fan. I said it. So we'll discuss. Let's, uh, let's start off with Michigan and, of course, the Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh and his football team. That, that they are almost a perfect football team. Um, now, both fan bases from Michigan and maybe Georgia will point to the other one and say, well, who have they really played so far, right? Look, Georgia started out. They had games against UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, but we will – you know, be fair here. They have had respectable teams on their schedule, like South Carolina and Auburn. Of course, the recent win over Kentucky that we just mentioned. But as far as the Michigan Wolverines go, they started with a light schedule, too. They had uh, games against East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and then before they started playing teams like Rutgers, Nebraska, and Minnesota. And of course, with Michigan, uh, they can they can do so many different things. But you know what? Let's start, let's start with the defense. And because this is the thing that Georgia was known for the last two years when they were back-to-back national champions, just the most loaded defenses maybe that college football had ever seen. I mean, it more or less was a feeder system to the NFL, more specifically the Philadelphia Eagles who keep drafting Georgia Bulldogs. But, you know, the last several years, last uh, couple of years, Georgia's always been a top three rushing defense team, stopping the run. That's what they were known for, top three. And right now they're not even in the top 20. So they're not as elite, even they're still good. Don't get me wrong. They're still good. They're just not as elite as they have been. I mean, they're, they only give up 104 yards a game on the ground. That's still pretty good, but not as elite as they were. And side note, the line of scrimmage on the other side of the ball, they're, they're rushing for a full yard less per rush than they did last year, too. But I don't want to get caught in the weeds. Uh, Michigan, by comparison to Georgia, gives up 104 yards per game, gives up 91 yards rushing per game. And But what I really want to focus on regarding Michigan is they have the number one scoring defense in the country. They give up fewer points than anybody. It was shocking that Minnesota even got to double figures again, got 10 points on First team to get 10, 10 points on them all season. But on the average, Michigan still gives up less than seven points per game. And, um, and by the way, SEC fan and Georgia fan, uh, Penn State and Ohio State are number two and number three, respectively, in that category. Georgia comes in at a more modest 13 points per game. That's a full touchdown more than Michigan gives up. Even Rutgers comes in uh, 13th in the country at 14 and a half points per game. Basically, so Georgia, you're like Rutgers defensively. Not a knock on anybody, just an observation that's what the numbers say. 
Offensively, Georgia does rank in the top 10 at 41 points per game and 500 yards per game. That's impressive. I'm, just, I'm not going to knock that. Uh, Michigan uh, averages 37 points per game as compared to the 41 that Georgia scores and 415 yards compared to Georgia's 500. So, you know, it's funny how Michigan's first four games, all they were like cookie cutter, weren't they? They were all like 33 to six. Every one of them. That was, you know, the scores were in that range. I'll, I'll get more detailed in just a moment, but it was very methodical on how they would, uh, they would run their football games. In fact, it was a, a sports gambler's dream on one hand, very predictable. They beat East Carolina 30 to three. They beat UNLV 35 to seven. They beat Bowling Green 31 to six. They beat Rutgers 31 to seven. All in that same points scored and points allowed were all very similar. Uh, Rutgers 31 to seven. You know, now three of those first four games, Jim Harbaugh wasn't even there. And maybe the assistants, they were, they were playing it safe and conservative because nobody wanted to be the coach that, that messed up and ended up with a loss with Harbaugh being suspended. Some gamblers were even complaining, ah, Michigan wins, but they never cover. I think they were one, three and one against the spread in those uh, first few games this season. But, um, you know, the old saying is good teams win, great teams cover, cover this point spreads. But also of note, um, Michigan just did what it needed to do. And they asserted themselves, and they just won the football games. But now, you know, with Harbaugh back on the sideline, they're getting better during the games, and they're getting even more powerful. Um, each week, getting closer and closer to perfection. I mentioned how two weeks ago against Nebraska, Michigan had zero penalties in a conference game. Zero. You know what they did last week against Minnesota? One. So you're telling me back-to-back conference games, one penalty, two games. I don't ever remember anybody doing that. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mentioned in yesterday's podcast that J.J. McCarthy probably will not win the Heisman because he only plays about three-quarters a game. Michigan's doing so well, he sits out and the backups come in. And when he does play, they really don't need him to light it up. Uh, So at first glance, he kind of appears to be the ultimate game manager who doesn't make mistakes and wins football games. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh says he's the generational quarterback. And when they ask him to, that guy can make any throw to anywhere on the field and put it right on the receiver's numbers in full stride time after time. Very, very accurate. You know, Penn State's Drew Aller and Ohio State's Kyle McCord are kind of trending in that direction all as well. Throw a pretty ball. But back to Georgia. Stetson Bennett, he's long gone. Talk about game managers. Uh, Carson Beck is now the guy. And look, he's not bad at all. Completes 74% of his passes. He has thrown for 1,900 yards so far, 11 touchdowns and three interceptions in five games. J.J. McCarthy, better completion rate, 78%. Phenomenal. A few less yards, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, and three interceptions all in one game, by the way. Had a bad game. Uh, Common court, eight touchdowns and one interception. Of course, Drew Aller, nine touchdown passes, no interceptions. He's played one less game, but he, he does not turn the ball over. But back to Michigan for a moment, because that's really what we're talking about here. Remember the first month of the season, I said all the scores were like 33-6, to six, and that neighborhood went out. Well, two weeks ago, they cracked 40. Everybody was like, oh, okay, now they're on a roll. 
This past weekend, they cracked 50 points. Granted, they had two defensive touchdowns in that game, too. But that leads me to my next point, why I think Michigan is the best team in the country. I think they're playing the best complementary football in the entire country. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, it's all working for Michigan right now. They can play any style of football that is required by the opponent at any given time. They could go smash mouth. They could go finesse. They can use their speed, their muscle. They play smart. They can play hurry up, up tempo. They can slow it down in a four-minute drill. They're so well coached. They can do literally everything on the football field. And here we are at midseason, and they're getting better and better. And by the way, their next game is against Indiana. So look for them to be 7-0 and 4-0 in the Big Ten. They got Michigan State, and they got Purdue to follow. Two very winnable games. Their first real test will be November 11th. That's at Penn State. Can't wait for that football game. It's going to be a great game. Then they travel to a Maryland team that just suffered its first loss of the season against Ohio State. And, um, and then back, you know, Ann Arbor, back to Ann Arbor for the big game against the Buckeyes. So that's where we're really going to know where they are. And we'll know how really good or really great the Wolverines are at that point. And look, along the way, let's talk about Georgia again. Georgia has a few landmines as well coming up on their schedule. Um, they've got um, they got Vandy on Saturday. They should get the W there. Then Florida, but that's at the world's largest cocktail party. And even though they are way better than Florida, that game sometimes can be tough. Florida's not very good, but again, and Missouri coming up on Georgia's schedule as well. Then back-to-back ranked opponents with Ole Miss and a Tennessee before closing out versus a Georgia Tech team that just beat Miami this past weekend. So Georgia's got a few uh, tough teams coming up as well. Just one slip-up on any one of those by the Georgia Bulldogs and the Michigan Wolverines will be ranked number one where I think they should be uh, in the first place. And depending on who the slip-up could be for Georgia, not only will Michigan pass them up, I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State passed them up, too, into the number two slot and drafted them up, just like a NASCAR race car. Just follow Michigan up to the top. That, of course, would set off a uh, wonderful one-two Michigan-Ohio State later on at the end of the season. So they're great. The Big Ten is great. I think the Big Ten is better. Do I hear a Big Ten chance, the SEC chant? Big Ten, Big Ten, maybe? I think so. Your comments are welcome about this. I know a lot of you are not going to agree with me on this. Some of you will. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at TalkBigTen with the number 10, and you can also hit me up on comments here on YouTube as well. Now, have you noticed that the unbalanced quirks of a new Big Ten football schedule that just got released late last week is just uh, has a little bit of uh, unbalanced parts to it, some quirks to it, if you will. I've had a couple of days to think about it. I want to share those thoughts with you about your favorite teams in about a minute as we continue right here on Lockdown Big Ten. So what is prize picks? Well, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You don't have the pros or the sharks in there. And you pick more or less. You group players, maybe two to six players, 
some stats, and you, you guess more or less on the stats. For example, maybe you take uh, Josh Jacobs, more than 60 yards, and Patrick Mahomes, more than two passing touchdowns. More or less. Very easy like that. And it's a lot of fun, and it's a blast. Prize Picks also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts, like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Plus, it's fun to impress your friends with all your sports knowledge, and it's fun to impress your friends by turning your picks into money. It's awesome. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And I also um, want to tell you about game time. Game time, this is great. You want to go to an event, sporting event, football, basketball, theater, comedy, doesn't matter. Get your tickets through game time. They've got a very easy app that you can download and use. Browse through it. Get your last-minute deals, flash deals, uh, the zone deals they have. You can see the view. There's a picture. There's a view of the seat from the seat of what you are about to buy a ticket for. Game time has deals right up to the start of the event. In fact, even after an hour, if you used to live in, uh, I used to live in LA. Maybe you live in LA, you get to these events late. You can buy them then. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, zone deals. You uh, pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% the difference. How about that? Download the game time app, create an account, use the code lockdown college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and the redeem code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know, the Big Ten re released its schedule at the end of last week, and it's a redo from the 2024 2025 football schedule that it released back in June. And then two weeks later, they had the addition of Oregon and Washington, and it required a complete redo. Well, they finally did it. And they released it last week. Of course, we were going into the weekend where we wanted to preview all the games. And then we came out of the weekend talking about the big games. And this is really the first moment we've had a chance to really address the new schedule here on Lockdown Big Ten. And instead of going into every schedule for all 18 teams like we might do if this were the dog days of summer, for example, um, I have some thoughts that, that jump out at me on this. I've had a few days to ponder it. I want to share it with you as well. First of all, this is a five-year schedule. Before they did a two-year schedule, this is a five-year schedule all the way through 2028. It's a pretty big undertaking by the Big Ten. And, you know, I also will have to wonder if this is a peek behind the curtain a little bit and that the Big Ten's mindset is we're done expanding for now. This is it. This is 18. So let's go ahead and project out for the next five years on this thing. 
Um, and you know, teams like North Carolina or Clemson or Florida state, you know, they're stuck in the ACC with their grant of rights deal with ESPN. It's got 13 more years on it. Huge buyout clauses on there. They're kind of stuck. Maybe the big 10 says, yeah, maybe we'd like to have those teams someday, but I don't think any school is going to bite off what they got to pay to get out of those deals that come over now. Maybe after two years, three years, five years, uh, the, the 13 years that they have left on their deal over there in the ACC of a lot fewer, maybe under 10 years, maybe they can do something about it and uh, afford to buy themselves out of the contract and come to the Big Ten then. So maybe the Big Ten's just, just fine right now. However, I will tell you this. I still think something's going to happen next summer. So stay tuned for all that. And the college football landscape is changing so quickly. Whether you do a five-year schedule, one-year schedule, two-year schedule, probably doesn't matter. So regarding the scheduling, in 2024, all but 14, uh, all but one of the 14 teams, Purdue, will travel to the West Coast at least once in 2024. Uh, everybody but Purdue. The longest coast-to-coast road trip will have Rutgers traveling to Southern Cal for USC, 2,450 miles. The schedule is called the Flex and Protect 18, uh, Roman numerals. Flex and Protect 18. And over five years, 18 schools will play everyone at least two times, home and away. I love that. I think that's fantastic. I look at kids that can play five, six years in the SEC, and they never go to every stadium. There, there are kids that could play in the SEC, and they'll never play a game at Tuscaloosa. They will never play a game at Neyland Stadium in Tennessee. They just There's too many teams. They only play eight conference games. By the way, the Big Ten is going to commit to nine conference games to make this happen. And, um, and they are also going to remove the East and West divisions. I wondered with the expansion, and of course you can clearly see on a map, you can divide it right down the middle, East and West. Uh, maybe they would consider bringing the divisions back. But no, they're not going to. It's all going to be one big pile, 18 teams. And um, that's how it's going to go. So we've got our answer on that. Now, there are 12 protected rivalries based on tradition, geography, and trophy games that are going to be intact no matter what these teams will play every year. Here they are. Illinois Northwestern. Of course, they're right there next to each other regionally. It makes sense. Illinois and Purdue. Indiana and Purdue playing for the old oak and bucket. Iowa and Minnesota, Iowa and Nebraska, Iowa and Wisconsin, Minnesota and Wisconsin, Maryland and Rutgers. They're out east together. They should play together every single year. Michigan, Michigan State in state rivalry. Of course, Michigan and Ohio State protected to play every year as they should. Oregon and Washington and UCLA and USC will play every single year. Penn State is the only conference school without a protected rival. Feel left out. But then again, who would be their natural rival to play every single year? Iowa, for the record, has three on this list. Iowa's the most important school in the conference, man. They got, they got to be on the list every single year with, uh, with several teams. So anyway, uh, those are some quick thoughts on the scheduling. And I also want to take this time right now while I have you to uh, thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, be sure to subscribe. Click that black button down below. Help us out and subscribe on YouTube. Share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about us if they're Big Ten fans. And also don't forget on Fridays, our Lockdown College Football Live kickoff show from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern that is live on this channel and all 
the uh, channels as well. Coming up, it is our Tuesday tweets. Let's see if your tweets, don't forget, hit me on Twitter at TogBig10. Let's see if your tweets made the list. All that coming up in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. I'm going to tell you about the Jace case and Jace Medical. You have five life-saving antibiotics, and they're at your disposal for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases you may jump on with a quick call with a board-certified physician. Otherwise, you get it, and uh, you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. This is doctor-created and doctor-recommended. What is a Jace case? Here's one that was sent to my house right here. This is a little case. It's full of the uh, antibiotics in there. You're good to go. So uh, don't be caught un uh, unprepared. There are things that happen. There are emergencies. There are disasters, hurricanes, floods, pandemics where supply chains are cut off. You don't have to be unprepared like that. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. So it's very easy. The Jace case is simple. Just go online, fill out the form, then you get uh, the prescription life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. Jace case, make sure that you have the medication in hand, okay? You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on. That's locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. All right, now it is time for Tuesday tweets, something we like to do. Uh, let's see if your tweet made it on here as well. I'm going to put these on screen right here, full screen, and check it out. And let's see here. Now, I know this one's a lot of words. This is from Bill Conley from ESPN. It talks about J.J. McCarthy. He posted an article on it as well. It says, look, he's first in total QBR, averaging 9.9 .9 yards per drop back, 9.1 yards per carry. Basically saying if he would play four quarters instead of three quarters, because Michigan's always in the lead and uh, resting him the rest of the way, that he clearly would be the Heisman favorite. And he's, he's not wrong about that. Here's from Mr. Ohio. If you compare similar opponents for Kyle McCord and C.J. Stroud, who is the Buckeyes quarterback last year now in the NFL, against similar opponents, IU, Notre Dame, and Maryland, McCord has 799 yards passing against those three. C.J. Stroud had 761. Yeah. Interesting little nugget. Here's from Zach Seiko from Lockdown Penn State. Very good podcast, by the way. We're going to have to have him on uh, the program. It's a screenshot of Notre Dame losing to Louisville at the end, 33-20. to 20. Shout out to all the people that tried to tell me Notre Dame and LSU would make it to the college football playoff over Penn State. Again, He's not wrong about that at all. Uh, Badger Steve checking in. Can we get an injury update on the sideline photographer at the Badgers Rutgers game this weekend? Thinking of you, dude. Yeah, in case you missed it, it was a pass, an incomplete pass to the left side. Took one bounce and then bounced right in. You see this guy here in the uh, the red doubled over off on the sideline. Yeah, hit him right in the nether legions at a pretty high rate of speed. He went down, down for the count. Here is at Michigan football uh, at uh, UMGO blog uh, about Donovan Edwards passing Chris Perry in receiving yards. 
uh, by Michigan running back. Will he make it to the top spot where Anthony Thomas is? Possibly, very possibly, very dynamic running back. Here is uh, an OSU fan uh, retweeting uh, Kyle McCord at his uh, post-game press conference. Kyle McCord, by the way, against Maryland, started off two for seven, finished the game 19 of 29 with 320 yards and two touchdowns. Kyle McCord saying, look, the offense is at its best when we have both going, running and passing. Most are. He's right. And he did really get it going there in the second half. Here is one from at Hawkeye Football. This is a video, if you go to it, uh, early in the game against Purdue. Caleb Johnson, 67 yards for the breakaway. What an amazing run he had there. This is Luke Fickle, a little locker room chit-chat video for you Wisconsin fans. If you want to check it out at Badger Football, uh, pretty good little speech, about a minute, minute and a half there. Here's also at ESPN Madison, Luke Fickle on Ricardo Hallman's pick six. There's a video of the pick six. And he said, look, that's as big a play as we've had all year. Did it with four seconds to go in the first half. It was amazing. In fact, it made our Big Ten top ten on yesterday's uh, podcast. Let's see. At uh, Deep Waters, this is a billboard shot of a Michigan State uniform. The number two, Meyer, squeezed in between Urban to MSU. Yeah, a lot of chit-chat about Urban Meyer to Michigan State. Spent a lot of time talking about that last week. Speaking of Urban Meyer, here's a screenshot of him with Maryland beating Ohio State 10-7, to looking very stern on the sideline watching his former team and the program that he built trailing Maryland. And it says Urban thinking about coming out of retirement. And after Michigan's first of two pick sixes, the defense posed for a photo on the sideline. You can see this is 12 seconds into the game. Seven nothing. Look at that in the lower left-hand corner. Jim Harbaugh taking a moment out of coaching to go ahead and pose with his guys. I thought that was a pretty cool moment as well. So there you have it. That is a look at the Tuesday Tweets for this week and uh, always enjoy having those up and about and sharing those with you had a few more there today so hey tweet me at talk big 10 amuse me and i will put it on this podcast and make you a star (laughs) all right many ways for you to interact with me of course uh on twitter at talk big 10 as i said also our website talkbig10.com that's the number 10 talkbig10.com Be sure to subscribe, please. Help me out with that uh, black subscribe button on the bottom. It's free. It's easy. You just click it and forget it. You're good to go. Uh, And follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And, of course, I invite you to check out Lockdown Sports today, their podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have a great day. Once again, thank you for checking us out. Can't wait to talk to you again next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.